Okay, it's good to see you here this morning. We've got some visitors and everything. Y'all be sure and say hi to them and welcome them. Uh, you know, we're in God's house. This is a time for us to worship. This is a time for us to pay our respects to our Holy Father, to come before Him. We've all got problems going on in our lives. We've all got things that are happening. And we're asking ourselves, why? Why is this going on? Why is it happening? This is the time when you're in God's house is to come before Him and above all, be serious with God. This is a time to meet God either down at the altar or in your heart. We wait all week to be able to come in to worship. Worship in your heart. Worship in truth and in spirit. Worship with what's truly in your heart and your presence or your knowledge or your wanting of God in your life. God has made himself available to us through his son Jesus Christ. He sent him here as a man to walk this earth. You know, Jesus once made the statement, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. He came to show us what God was like. Many people had no idea of what God was like. They'd never seen him. They would worship him. But they would worship him out of fear and not out of love. But when Jesus came and they saw how Jesus walked, they saw Jesus' love, they saw Jesus' mercy, how Jesus cared about man, then they saw God. And God hadn't changed. Matter of fact, that's what his word says. He said, For I am the Lord your God, and I change not. God has always been like He is. He will always be like He is. Nothing is going to change Him. God is going to be faithful. He's going to be true. He's going to stand by His Word. And He's going to do what He says He'll do. So we might as well just be prepared. You know, I know right now we're going through some things in our hearts, our minds, about what's going over on over in Israel. A lot of people say, I don't understand why God will allow this. It's been prophesied for over 2,000 years. Prophecy is coming alive. We're seeing prophecy take place right now. It's happening. We don't know when this fullness is going to take place. We don't know when the return of Christ will be. He says, no man knows. Christ said, not even I know. Only the Father. So there's going to come a time the Father is going to look over at His Son and say, Son, go get my people. God's hand is still on Israel. Israel is God's people. Israel has been in some mighty tough fixes, and God is always and always will bring them through it. He's faithful. Matter of fact, my sermon this morning, I've entitled it, Our Lord is Forever Faithful. What He tells you, you can depend on. What He says, 
it will happen. And y'all will probably repeat some of this again in a minute. But what will take place will be in God's own time. God's timing is perfect. His timing is perfect just like He's a perfect God. His timing is also perfect. Everything He does, He does it for a reason. He has set a time apart for what He does to happen at just the right moment. And we don't understand that. We're not God. But God knows exactly what He's doing. He knows exactly the beginning from the end. We have to pay attention to what God is telling us right now, to what we're seeing take place, to what we're seeing happen. No, we don't understand everything and we never will. But God is fulfilling His Word right now. He's fulfilling it. It's taking place. And really, what God wants for us, His people, He wants us to have peace. God loves peace. God is peace. And He wants us to have peace and goodwill toward each other. He wants us to love each other, to care for each other, to be there for each other when that time comes. That's what God wants for us. And it tells you, you say, you really think God wants us to have peace and goodwill? That's what, that's what he's saying. If, let's look here. You know, when Christ was born, he was born in Bethlehem. He came as a man. He stepped down out of deity from being God to being man. He was born a human being. Just, he was born a little baby, just like every one of us when we was born. He came into this world just like we came into this world. Flesh and blood. And uh, after he was born, there were some angels that appeared to some shepherds in a field. And these angels said something or told the shepherds something. In Luke 2.14 Glory to God in the highest and peace on earth and goodwill toward men. See, God stated right here to the angels to tell us this is what God wants. This is God's desires. First of all, to have peace and, and His goodwill coming to us to share with others. You know, how many of us really share God with somebody else? You ever thought about it? When is the last time you met a stranger and you shared God with them? Linda and I was at a restaurant yesterday. There was the waitress. We both shared with her, and she received what we told her. We was talking about Israel. We was talking about God's love, God's mercy, and, and the peace and the love that God's got in his heart that he wants every one of us to have. She believed it. But we had that moment that we shared with her. It's not hard. She, was, she just took it in. 
See, we think a lot of people, when we tell them about God, they're going to shun you. Some will. But there's those that are hungry. There's those that are wanting to know about God. There's those that are wanting to, does He really love me? Does He really care what I'm going through? Does He really care where I've been? Yes, He does. He made His Son available to each and every one of us. His one and only begotten Son He made available to man. And look what man did to Him. Look what man did to Jesus. But that's why He came. He came, in other words, just kind of like it said, for Jesus was born to die. He was sent by God to die in our place for our sins, for our wrongdoings, for everything we've done. Jesus came and took all that away from us. For if we would believe upon Jesus Christ, call upon Him, we shall be saved. You know, that's, that's really important, part of that. Believe in your heart. You've got about a six inch space there between your heart and your head. You need to put Jesus in your heart. Not just know about Him, but feel Him. Feel Him. Feel His love. Feel His care. Feel His, his just, feel everything that He wants to do in your life. And we're missing this. We're missing this. I've talked to people, and they say, what do you mean? What do you... Jesus, you mean he came and died in my place? Yes, he did. He came and took your place so you wouldn't have to. He came and took our place on that cross so that we wouldn't have to go through what he went through. That was love. No greater love has a man than to lay down his life for his friends. We're called friends of Jesus. Jesus loves us. We see things going on, like I said, we don't understand. We know by the word that Jesus came to bring peace to earth. He wants us to have peace. He wants us to have joy. He wants us to have love. But we got somebody that they're here right now. They just hadn't, they just hadn't come about. That person is called the Antichrist. He's in place, I guarantee you. He's in place right now. He's in place. He didn't come to bring peace. He did for just a short, short time to get to where Satan wants him. You know, when he's going to have, this Antichrist is going to have, a, just say, a recipe so Israel can have peace. And they're going to say, oh, wait a minute, where have you been? And they're going to receive what the Antichrist says, and they're going to have peace for about three years. And then the Antichrist is going to break his promise. And then all hell is going to break loose. He is being set up right now to be put in place. He is here right now. 
I really don't think the way our prophecy is falling in place, there's all that much more time here for this earth. And it may fool us, because it's going to be in God's time. But God is maybe, maybe God's just giving us a preview right now of what's coming. I'm going to get you ready. You wonder if I'm really God? You wonder if I can really do what I say I'm going to do? Maybe God's showing us right now. We need to change our ways. We need to get God in our life. We need to serve God. God's got to be number one. He's got to be first. Many people out there, God means nothing to them. And they're the ones doing all the hollering and the crying and the begging. Where is this God you've told us about? Why ain't he stepping in? Because it's not time. Like I said, God has a timetable for every single thing that he does. And it'll be a perfect time to do it when he does it. We have to put our faith in an all-loving and an all-caring God, knowing what you mean to him. You meant so much to him like we said a while ago. He let his own one and only son die for you. How many of you would let your son go die for somebody that was like we were? None of us. But God did. See, that God sent his son while we were yet sinners. We were still in full-blown sin. And God sent Jesus. We didn't deserve it. Still don't deserve it. But see, that's God's love. Whether you realize or not, you may be sitting out here right now. Say, well, I don't know if I'll ever receive God. I don't know how if I can ever change my mind. I don't know. Trust God. Ask Him to change your heart. Ask Him to show you who He is. God can you feel my spirit? Can you feel my heart with what you want me to do? Can you show me how much you love me? And I think if I was God, somebody, can you show me how much, I, how much you love me? I think if I was God, I'd say, I already have. You just didn't receive it. You didn't believe. Therefore, that's why you're still in the condition you are in. Many people will never change. We're told, wide is the, is the road to hell, but narrow is the road to heaven. Many people will get on that wide road. It's going to be easy to travel. Plenty of room. No, no obstacles in the way. You're going to have just a free, clear walk. And when you get to the end of that walk, Satan's going to open up the door to hell and say, Welcome home. Welcome home. You walk that narrow road. You go through some of the tribulations and the trials that's on that road. Put your faith in God. God, I don't understand why I'm going through some of this. But Lord, my faith is in you. I'm trusting you. And that's what we ought to be doing right now.
Lord God, I'm trusting you. All my faith is in you. No, I don't understand. There's a lot of things that I do or say I don't understand. But the only reason I say and do them is because he told me to. I don't have to understand. Because he knows what he's going to do. And he's telling us what he's going to do. And you say, well, you're just a man. Yes, I'm just a man. They say, well, just a man wrote the Bible. People say God wrote it. I don't think anybody ever said God wrote the Bible. He inspired man to write the Bible. He didn't write it. He inspired men, his servants, to write down what he wants us to know. And do you know something? He didn't leave anything out. He didn't leave nothing out. Nothing. What's in that word is all you need to know. That's all you need to know is what God is saying. And believe it. And believe it. You know, like I say, right now, we're going through a terrible time. And guess what? Satan is behind all the wars and the struggles and everything that we're going through right now. He's behind it. You know, I read a scripture the other night. I'm going to do it again. It's Revelations 12, 12. And God is giving us on this earth a warning. Have we paid attention to it? Are we listening to it? Let me read it to you. Revelations 12, 12. God is speaking. And he says, Therefore rejoice, you heavens, and you that dwell in them. Talking about his angels. Woe, woe, what does woe mean? Woe simply means sorrows, sorrow. Woe or sorrow will those have who inhabit the earth, that's us, and the sea. Now listen to what God is saying. For the devil is come down to you, having great wrath, great anger, because he knows he has but a short time. He is pouring out all his wrath, all his anger on God's people. He hates God. He's going to do everything he can to pull God's creation away from him. But God says, if I get a hold of you, no man can take you out of my hand. No man. God's got you. Trust Him. Believe in Him. He wants to give you that eternal life. And He sent His Son to give get for you through His death. You know, many times we get angry and we get upset when we hear about some of the barbaric acts that take on in war and terrorism. We've heard about it already over in Israel. Newborn babies decapitated, laying there with their heads off. People, the way they're treated, the barbaric ways they died. 
simply because these people are full of Satan. You know, I said something to that little girl at the waitress the other day. I said, you know, we was talking about uh, Lynn and I talking to her. And we were talking about what was going on over in Israel and some of the barbaric things that were taking place. And I told her, I said, yeah, those little babies, it's pitiful. It's bad. But I can tell you right now, those little babies right now are in heaven in God's arms. They have never reached the age of accountability. They don't know. God's love is all around them. Who knows? Living where they're living, they may be better off now because they're with God than if they'd have grown up in what they were growing up in. We don't know. God does. God does. Sometimes we can't explain things. We, there's so much we don't know. But God does. You know, <coughs> we just stop and think about it for a minute. Well, why? When the devil gets in these men, see, the devil loves violence. He loves war. He loves pain and he loves death. Because it is opposite of who God is. That's why he likes it, because it's opposite of our Heavenly Father. God doesn't like death. He doesn't like pain. He doesn't like suffering. That's why the devil does. He is totally opposite of God. You know, we've had many wars. I say many. We've had a number of wars go on in this earth already. On this earth. You know, World War I hadn't been that long ago if you just really look at the dates. That war was called the war to end all wars. It was so destructive and so bad, so brutal. I said, oh, there'll never be another war. Think about it. Probably maybe 20 years, maybe a little more, maybe a little less. We had World War II, which was a whole lot more destructive than World War I. But God's hand was still on America. You know, America, us, really and truly need to get back to God. We need to put God back in our lives, back in our homes, back in our schools, back in all the places where they've taken Him out of. And we wonder, God, why are we going through this? Can't you help us? I would love to, but you told me to leave. You told me to leave, so I left. Now we're begging for Him to come back. And He will. If we will repent, turn from our wicked ways, and acknowledge Him as God and serve Him. We get real smug. Oh, look, we live here in America. Nothing bad's going to happen here. You know, they're already warning us about the sales and the things that are here right now. Especially up in New York and places like that. We 
are set up to be attacked just like Israel was. America. Are we awake? Are we watching? You know, Israel was always on guard. They was having their feasts. They let their guard down. Hamas knew this. And that's when Hamas attacked. When they least expected it. When they least expected it. What's going to happen over here? When you've already got them in place. Coming across the borders right now. Matter of fact, they said the other day that they had arrested or, or, or got a couple of the Lebanese. The way they talked, it was like they, they, they was on the list known to be terrorists. They was trying to come in to the United States, and they found them. They caught them before they got in here. We have got to be ready. More so spiritually than anything else. When you are awake spiritually, putting God in your life, making God first, His hand of protection or His hedge of protection is placed around you. I hope every man and woman in here and child, I hope you have God's hedge of protection around you. You're going to need it. When time comes, and it's time, we will be taken out here. The church, the believer, will leave. And I was reading an article. They said a lot of people don't understand this or believe or, or think about it. But when the rapture takes place and all the godly people are removed, what about all your godly doctors, nurses, police, all your law enforcement, everything else? They're not going to be here. What are you going to do? We don't think about that. These people that's going to be left here, like I said, they are going to be in a living hell. They're going to go through things they never imagined going through. You know, in the book of Revelations, read in there about the trumpets. What's going to take place? The bowls, when those angels empty out God's wrath upon the earth. That's what the bowls represent. Those bowls represent God's wrath in those bowls. When God points at that angel, that angel takes that bowl, turns it upside down. God's wrath falls out upon the earth. It's scary. It should be. It should be. And it's going to happen because God said it is going to happen. And we're still sitting there. Well, I don't know. Look around you. Look around you. What's happening right now? But you know, the worst of all wars is yet to come. It's there yet. It's yet to come. Look what Jesus told us in Matthew chapter 24, verse 6 through 8. Now this is Jesus speaking. The disciples asked him these questions. And Jesus is answering. Now this here is from Jesus Christ himself. <clears throat> and Jesus looked at his and he said, What shall we expect? What are we to look for? 
at close to the end times. And Jesus said, And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. But see that you are not troubled. Don't worry about it yet. <clears throat> For all these things must come to pass. Okay. These things that are going on must come. They must come to pass. God said, I'm trying to wake you up. I'm trying to let you see what a, just a vince, a glance of what it's going to be like. Are we paying attention? Verse 7. And see if this is not true right now. For nations shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. It's going on right now. And there shall be and it's going on right now. Famines, hunger. So many of these countries, little kids starving to death. No food. Pestilence. All the diseases. The sickness. It's going on. It's here. It's happened. Look, we've already been through COVID. And there was that SARS or whatever before. There's always been something. Blue body plague. You name it. It's been going on for quite a while. And people then were saying, it's close, but we didn't have all this going on either that we've got going on now. Earthquakes in various places. Turn on your news. Earthquakes all over the world doing very, very severe damage. Thousands upon thousands of people killed. Earthquakes. God is showing us it's close. But then he says something. All these are just the beginning of our sorrows, our woes. Even in Revelation it says, woe, woe, woe. To the earth. Sorrow, sorrow, sorrow. Heartache, heartache, heartache. It's coming. Don't be here when it does. We have a choice. We can receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and believe in our heart that He truly is the Son of God. Died on the cross, rose that third day, and now He's sitting at the right hand of God. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That means you're on your way to heaven if something happens to you. People ask, saved? What are you talking about? Saved from what? Saved from eternal death. Saved from eternal hell. Saved from all that misery, from all that pain to a heavenly home for all eternity in the presence of God. That's what He saved you from. You know, uh, when things really look bad, like they're kind of beginning to now, or maybe you get, get a setback in your life. Lord, I don't understand why this happened. Lord, I serve you. Lord, I believe in you. I said, Lord, I thought your word would prevail. 
God said, it will in my time. When I see the right time, I will make my word come to pass. But God's timing is not like our timing. Like I said, God sees the beginning from the end. He knows everything between your birth and between your death. He knows everything about you. He knows what's going to happen. He knows what you're going to go through. Some of you, I'll guarantee you, he's already put his hedge of protection around you to keep you from going through some things that the devil had planned for you. Believe it. Believe it. God will always, always have the last word in what happens. God's going to have that last word in what happens. God will keep, God is faithful. He's going to be true to His word. God will keep every single promise that He has made. Now look at what Jesus says. Matthew 28, 20. Do whatsoever I have commanded you. God didn't say, I didn't give you a suggestion. I gave you a command. Don't take it as a suggestion. It's a command. It's what God told us we must do. Do whatsoever I have commanded you. And yes, when you do, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. I'm with you. I'm with you. Hebrews 13, 5. Jesus speaking. He says, Let your conversation or let your speech or your lifestyle, how you live, what comes out of your mouth, be without covetous. And be content with the things you have. In other words, God said, be content with the things I have already given you. <clears throat> For Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you, or I will never abandon you. You know, Jesus isn't going to go off and leave us like an orphan. He's our Father. My Heavenly Father. He's always going to take care of us. He's always going to be there. We're always going to be able to go to Him. He's never going to say, uh, no, son, go on. I don't have time right now. He's not going to tell you that. He's going to say, come unto me. Come unto me. And I will hear you. You know, God said over in Jeremiah, call upon me and I will show you great and mighty things that you did not know. How many of us have called up on God and asked him, Lord, can you kind of show me what's ahead of me in this life? Lord, am I with am I?" where I'm supposed to be with you? Am I being faithful to you? Is my walk with you right? Lord, show me what you need me to do. How many of us have ever asked God that? Many of us probably scared to. 
for what, for, for what he'll tell us. Oh, we think we're fine. But God says, you need to make some change. And I know, as bad as everything looks, I think probably all of us, in a way, kind of have a fear of death. Because we don't know. We've never been there. We've never done it. Maybe there's some here who are afraid to die. I want to look at something here. Look at Revelations chapter 1, verse 17 through 18. This is John speaking. He's in the presence of Jesus. He's come into heaven. You know, John, Jesus set John apart, saved his life, kept him from dying, to write the book of Revelations, the last book of the Bible. He chose John. Because he knew John would be faithful. And he would write down what he was told to write. He wasn't going to hold back nothing. He wasn't going to try to alter God's Word. He was going to write down exactly what God told him. And it says here, And when I saw him, this is John speaking now, when I saw him, when I saw Jesus for the very first time in heaven, <coughs> I fell at his feet as though I was dead. I believe it was just the Shekinah glory of God radiating so strong, John could not stand on his feet. John didn't have the strength. The power in the presence of Jesus was so strong, he couldn't even stand it. He was weak. He fell on his face. He said, he fell on my face as though I were dead. And then John said, And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and I am the last. This is what God was saying. I said it a while ago. God is first. He knows everything about you and what's happening and what's going to happen. And he said, I am the last. He said, I know it all the way to the end. God knows everything that's going to happen to you. Everything's going to happen to me. God already knows. And in verse 18, he says, Jesus is speaking. He said, I am he that lives. And was dead. He said, I'm living now. Yes, I died. I was dead. And behold, I'm alive forevermore. I will never die again. That's what's going to happen to you. You will never die again. If you have Jesus Christ in your life, you're serving Him, you have eternal life, eternal life is on and on, and I don't care how, how, how long you say it, eternal never ends. That's what you're promised, eternal life. A life never ending in the presence of God. He said, I'm alive forevermore. Amen. 
and I have the keys of hell and death. What do you think Jesus means by I have the keys to hell and death? God has given him authority. I give somebody my keys. These are my truck keys. I give them to you. I am giving you authority to go out there and get in my truck and drive my truck. God took the keys of death and hell. He said, son, I want you to take these. I'm putting you in charge. You're over it. You'll make the final choice. You'll make that final decision of where a person will live forever. Jesus is going to be the judge. People, I thought God was. God the Father is going to be there, but Jesus is the judge. In the Bible, Jesus said, For the Father has put all judgment unto me. You're going to judge him. You went through hell. You died on the cross. You did it for the people. You see how the people laughed at you, scorned you, didn't believe you, spit on you, hit you. How are you going to judge them, my son? Well, they better be glad I'm not the judge. But Jesus is going to do it with compassion. If you have never accepted him, he's going to say, Depart from me, I never knew you. And they will be cast into hell. Those who have accepted him, he's going to look at them and say, Welcome home, my good and faithful servant. Welcome home for all eternity. What are you going to hear? Which are you going to hear? Welcome home or depart from me, for I never knew you. You have to make that choice. You have to make it before you die. I've said it and I've said it, and you know it as well as I do. If people in hell right now could change their mind about what they believed, they would, hell would be empty. They can't. They get in hell, there's no exit signs. No exit signs. That's where you're at for all eternity. You have to make your choice, make your decision now. You know, when Jesus said, don't be afraid, don't be afraid, Jesus said, you don't have to be afraid. He says, I've been there and I've done it. I know what it's like. And I've come back to tell you, and I want you to know, I've got you all covered. Trust me. He has already made arrangements and plans for every one of us that's going to go to heaven. I'm going to finish up right here. And then, this is something Jesus told his disciples. We are, hopefully, all of us are the disciples of Christ. A disciple is really a learner. You should be wanting to learn more and more about Jesus. What does he have in store for you? What's he going to do for you? How much does he love you? The Bible tells you. But Jesus was talking to his disciples just before he was getting ready to go back to heaven. And he said something, and this is used a lot at funerals. I've used it a number of times at funerals. 
He looks at his disciples. And he says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. For in my Father's house there are many mansions. <clears throat> and if it were not so, I would have told you. Jesus, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to tell you the truth. I have gone and I have prepared a place for you. If it were not so, I would have told you. He's telling his disciples right now, I'm leaving you. I'm going back to heaven to prepare a place for you. And I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may also be. He says, I'm going to leave you right now. I'm going to heaven. I'm preparing your house, your mansion, your place for you to live for all eternity. Many people do not realize what Jesus is talking about in this scripture. You know what he's really talking about? He's talking about the rapture. The rapture of the church is what he is talking about. He says right here, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go now and prepare a place for you. Now listen to this last part. And if I go, which he did, and prepare a place for you, I will come again. He's going to come in the heavens. He's going to come in the cloud. The, the trumpet's going to sound. The dead in Christ shall rise first, and then we shall follow after them. He's prepared your house. Have you prepared your heart? Have you prepared your heart? And Jesus said, when everything is ready, I will come and get you, so that where I am, you will be also. When it's time, I'm coming back for you. The time is getting closer and closer. Each day of your life, the time is getting closer. Each day. Each breath you take, you're getting closer to death. Every time you breathe, it could be your last breath. We don't know. Where are you with Jesus Christ? Is He your Lord? Is He your Savior? Do you know right now that if you died this very moment, that your spirit would leave your body and go be in the presence of the Lord? That's what the Bible tells us is going to happen. To be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. The moment your body dies, your body stays here and it's dead. But that spirit rises out of you and goes home to be with the Lord. You know, a lot of people don't understand. What do you mean? When God was talking, he said, let us make man in our image. What is God? God is spirit. He made you in his image. He made you. He gave you. You are his spirit. He places in man. That spirit's going to live forever. Just like God lives forever. That spirit's going to live somewhere. It's our choice as to where the spirit lives. It can live in heaven for all eternity with God or it can live in hell for all eternity with Satan. 
It's up to you. It's up to you. Some people shake their head and just, oh, I don't know. It's going to be terrible if you don't ever accept God and you find out the hard way. You find out the hard way. Because there's no change in your mind when it gets to that point. You have chose who your God is. If you're here today and you've never really accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I'd invite you to come down here to these altars, fall on your knees and say, Lord, I'm a sinner. I've made so many mistakes, but Lord, I also know you're a God of forgiveness. You told me that if I would come and have faith in you and believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is your son that died for me on that cross, I'd be saved. If you believe Jesus is truly God's Son, died on the cross for you, and now is in heaven with God, you believe that in your heart, you've got eternal life. If you don't, you have eternal hell. So the choice is totally up to us. We can't blame anybody. You can't even blame God if you go to hell. He's done everything possible keep you out. But you chose hell because you wouldn't choose Jesus. You wouldn't choose Jesus. If you're here, I'm going to ask the band if they would to come up. If you're here today and you have never said yes to Jesus Christ, I would ask you today, this would be a good day. Any day is a good day to say yes to Jesus. But today would be a really good day come down and say, Lord, if something happens, I want to know I'm going to be in heaven with you. Your choice. As, as, as they sing, if you feel like you need to come down, please do. I'll pray with you if you want me to. Pray to yourself. If you're going through something, if there's a, a sickness or something going on in your life, and you just say, I just need a healing, I'll be glad to anoint you with oil and stand in agreement with you that God will touch you. We've seen many things happen in this church. God has touched people, healed their bodies, changed their lives. And He'll do it for you. So I'm going to ask the band to play. If you need something from Jesus today, I'm going to tell you right now, He is in the building.